The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Locked in for the long run, no bunnies ever lie. If you wanna run, just tell me no bunny and glide. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I'm buying about. Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't trying to find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever. Since when we begin, it feel like you really made a It's been a fight. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Locked in for the long Now, before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Now, today's cocktail, guys, I found on Instagram. I was so excited when I came across this drink. I am literally going to make this drink today for me and my best friend. We're going to have a girl's day, and this will be the drink of our choice. So today's drink is called a Hennessy or a Douce Delight. Now, the ingredients for today is a bit different. We're going to have to step outside and go grab us a large Wendy's pineapple mango lemonade. Six ounces of Hennessy Arduce. Simply Beverages Mixology Peach Sour. Real, in, real Infused Exotic Strawberry Puree. We're going to get some lemons, some limes sliced up, strawberries, for garnish. Now, this is what we have to do, guys. We're going to take this large pineapple mango lemonade from Wendy's and we're going to split it in half into two cups. We're going to cut up some lemons and limes real thin and throw them in our drink. We're going to add the six ounces of Hennessy or Douce, whichever your choice, and we're going to pour just one little pour of the Simply Beverage Mixology Peach Sour. We're going to add one squeeze of the strawberry puree. And then we're going to take a toothpick and slide lemons, limes, and one strawberry onto this toothpick. Lay it on top of your cup. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day, the Hennessy Arduce Delight. I cannot wait to make this this evening, guys. Enjoy. 
Hey guys, welcome to season three's episode 13. Let me first start off by saying a happy belated Father's Day to all of the amazing dads out there that are behind those prison walls. And definitely shout out to all of the ladies that took the time to get on the road and visit these men to make their day feel even special. I am big on daddies. I am a daddy's girl. Unfortunately, Father's Day is one of the hardest days for me. Um... I do not do anything. I don't even get on social media after I post my post, you know, celebrating my dad, celebrating my brother, you know, celebrating the men in my life, the important men in my life. Um, I just totally go off the grid. I don't get back on social media. Um, I become a hermit. I become a complete hermit. I just do what I do, you know, make my breakfast, watch movies. Um, I visit the cemetery and that concludes my day. It's a very emotional time for me. I have not fully, you know, healed and gotten over the loss of my dad. So it is still trauma. It's still traumatic for me. Um, and I get really, really sad. I get completely sad. And sometimes all I want to do is just sleep. And mostly that's what I do. I know it sounds crazy. It doesn't sound healthy, but this is just how I process right now. Um, I've been doing this the entire time. I'm trying to get better with it. Um, but this is my reality. So Father's Day is hard for me, but I commend all of the dads out there who are doing what they need to do, you know, to be a great father and I celebrate you all, you know, I really, really do. I appreciate the relationship even that my husband has for, for his children. He's a great dad. He's an amazing dad. You know, the struggles of him being incarcerated, not being able to be there for his kids is a pain that I, um, go through with him. You know, I, I, I have to hear this. I endure this with him. And it's very, very hard. You know, when you have a hands-on father, it's extremely hard. So I commend all of you ladies out there who took the time to visit, you know, take the kids and do different things like that, positive, um, productively. And again, shout out to all of the dads out there. So let's just jump into the topic of the day, guys. So today, I just want to kind of talk about how to get back to normal. You know, it's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks, really a couple of months um that my relationship has really gone through and I have said before that Mike literally can just move forward as if nothing has happened. Even sometimes will act like he doesn't even remember. Um, and it's a bit frustrating. It's completely irritating. And oh, it just takes me through. It, it angers me. It really angers me because I 
do not know how to bounce back and act as if things don't happen. I have to process things. I have to sit in things. And I feel like as an as adults, we have to talk through things out. You can't put a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound, as the saying goes. Um, you can't ignore the elephant in the room, as the saying goes. And to me, I think this creates a toxic relationship i feel like if you don't address what needs to be addressed if you don't communicate your true feelings about things and try to work past it work through it um find positive resolutions to it it's going to continue to come up it's going to continue being a problem um and i also think it will harbor a lot of resentment i know for me the past couple of weeks that we have had, you know, this back and forth thing. It's been numerous issues that we have been dealing with. Um, and it has become very draining for me. What it does, it creates this wall. It creates this wall where I just cannot move past it. Um, and I try, I try, I try very hard. I, I love my husband and... No matter how angry I get or upset I get with the differences that we have, I maintain respectful um, the entire time. And I never want him to be that guy. We have all had that guy. We have that guy that we hated, we dealt with. We have that guy was the worst relationship we ever been in. We have that, we have had that guy that, definitely treated us opposite of what we were raised to be treated as what we were taught what we were shown and that guy is the guy that you never want to talk to again never want to have a community uh, a, a relationship with whether it's friend or anything and i try so hard to not make my husband that guy that guy that at this point in a relationship, like now the respect is out the window. Now you're going to say whatever comes to, to, to your mind. Um, the anger that you have begins to control you. You become uninterested. You become completely turned off. And those are the reasons why I feel it's so important to communicate and talk about your feelings, talk about resolutions, because when the problem continues to come up, it's a problem problem and it's unsolvable in some cases because you begin to bump heads so much you will never see eye to eye. So my biggest issue at times when we have these disagreements, when we don't agree on certain things, again, we come from two different walks of life. We're so opposite, but the same at the same time. Um, And I don't want to give off the energy as if, oh, we just need to call it quits. Oh, you know, we're not equally yoked. Oh, this is not going to work. Um, there is a lot of work that we have to do within our relationship. I mean, we come from two different backgrounds, two different walks of life. And sometimes it gets, it gets very trying. It really, really does. Um, our relationship views are different. How we've been in relationships are different. 
um, the role that he's played as the man in his relationship is different from the roles that I am accustomed to and vice versa. So we have a lot of adversity. We have a lot of challenges. Um, but through it all, we are still best friends. You know, we are still trying to learn each other and grow. And it's that fight it's that fight that we do have for each other that keeps us going. But I will tell you this. I, as an individual person, as a person who has been thinking the way I've been thinking my entire life and was raised the way I was raised with those thought processes. I have always been the type of person to not want the drama. Um, I have always been the person to just be cool with how things are. And it has become very difficult for me at times to express myself to someone who never had a person like me in their life. And this is where the communication always breaks down. We cannot successfully communicate on certain issues because my husband gets on the defense a lot. I get on the defense a lot and it just blows up. It just blows up. When you're in a relationship with someone who's incarcerated, these are the worst type of issues to have because we can't do the face-to-face. We can't just put things to the side and let's go to the movies. Let's go to dinner. Let's do some things together to try to mend, you know, the 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 wounds that we have created it makes it so difficult um it's like trying to fight with no hands you know you're using your shoulders you're using your feet it's it's very uncomfortable you can't really maneuver so it does make it very difficult at times and jumping back to being normal is something that I really desire to do, something that I really, really want to do. But it's very hard to go back to normal when the issues are still there. It's so hard to go back to normal when you know and you're good that if you don't talk about this and you don't get this out, this is going to resurface itself. It's very hard to go back to normal when... It has been so toxic and chaotic that you don't even know how to be normal again. Those are the things that I fear. Those are the things that I have been feeling. Um, And I have tried to express this to him and he really doesn't understand. (laughs) Like he doesn't understand how I just can't press the stop button and just revert back into normality. It's like being a step for wife. You want to hit the remote and rewind as if nothing ever happened. And it's very hard. It's very trying and it's and it's very very hard to do that. Um and the crazy part about all this is that these are the we've been having a debate about the same issues for over a year now. That is what is so crazy about this. It has gotten to the point that now even my best friend is like, now I think that he's purposely like doing it to get on your nerves because 
You've talked about it so much. He knows your stance on it. You've talked about it so much. He knows how you feel about it. You guys have talked about it so much. It should be an understanding. But some kind of way, I do think that whatever he has going on mentally and emotionally with other other factors in his life, I think that he likes to target me and get a rise out of me and it gives him satisfaction. That is toxic. <laughs> that is completely toxic. I am so aware of the drama, the, the chaos and the tox, toxic things that are going on. I am trying so hard for us to get out of this phase. I love this man. We have so much good that outweighs the bad. If I could just really break down and tell you what our biggest issues are, there really aren't any issues. We don't argue over money. We don't argue over our future together. You know, we don't argue over our business um, futures together. We don't argue over our families getting to know each other. We don't argue over, you know, me getting a relationship with his kids when he comes home. We don't argue over how we want to live as far as our lifestyle is concerned we don't argue over food we don't argue over entertainment we don't argue over just how to be happy and live our life we argue over his past <laughs> which is not good for the future we argue about his past his past thought processes when it comes to relationships and the hypothetical thinking that he has because of how he conducted in his past relationships. I mean, guys, I had to tell the man last night, like, this is the most childish conversation that I've had. It's so many real issues going on in the world. So many other things that we could be focusing on. And we always come back to his thought process of relationships when he was in these free, accepting, carefree, you know, sleep with who you want to sleep with and we can sleep with them all together thought process. I continuously tell this man, like, I am not that woman. It's nothing else to talk about. And I know some of you guys are going back in your head saying, you know, he's never going to change. He's going he's gonna to always be that way. And there is a part of me that 100% really thinks that. And then there's another part of me that 100% is seeing the change in him and the way he's changing for me, for us. It's not forced. It's something that he wants to do. Um, And I guess I am just a hopeless romantic within this situation. And I really believe in the love that we have for each other. But it gets tiring. It gets draining. And... um. It becomes a complete turnoff. And for me, I don't know how to go back to normal when I just feel so completely turned off, irritated, and just completely confused. He has a mechanism that, you know, he can forget about it. He can act like this didn't happen. Um, and it's weird. It's It's weird. And as two adults, you know... 40, 44 and 45 years old, like we are adult adults and we have to be way more proactive in trying to figure these things out and work these things out. But I think that men in general just want things to snap back in place, snap back like nothing ever happened. Um, when you're dealing with someone incarcerated, you know, you're 
again, you're on this crazy roller coaster with them and it just becomes a lot. It gets very, very draining. And as I said before, we was in bliss. We was in bliss the first year. The second year, everything was just still great and wonderful. And I think it became a factor of life start happening. Different issues start coming up that needed to be addressed. We start really learning each other and figuring out how each of us, each one of us responds to certain things, how we feel about certain things. And it's been a lot of growing pains. It really, really has. But on the offset of things, it's really teaching me about real relationships, unconditional love, um, communication. And as I said last week, I do understand why people go to marriage counseling before they get married because there are so many things individually that you deal with, that you bring to the table, Um and you do need to work on those things as a couple to be able to be successful. And I feel like this is what we're going through right now. I feel like we're going through our counseling session. I feel like we're going through the process of trying to clear this baggage off this table. I feel like we are doing the hard conversations, the uncomfortable conversations, and I just keep hope and I keep faith that we're going through all of this stuff. You know, they say things have to fall apart to get back together. And I think the breakdown of everything that we're going through, I do feel like we will make it to the other side. But it just makes it so much more difficult when you're dealing with someone incarcerated. Um, another Another big thing that I am also learning when you're dealing with someone incarcerated is a control factor. When you have been stripped of all your control as a human being, as a man, um, as an adult, and being told what to do, when I say what to do, when to eat, when to sleep, when to come outside, hell, you can't even choose the person you roommate with. All your choices are taken away. The little things that they can grab hold of and control is what is pushed the hardest. And I think that's where the relationships suffer. They suffer a lot from it because you're in a relationship with someone who is being told what to do on a daily basis and how to live on a daily basis. That the only thing that they feel like they can tell what to do and control is the person that they're in the relationship with. And I have had to tell this man on numerous occasions, I am not a lap dog. I was not brought into this world to yes, sir, no, sir. My dad raised me to be a very strong, independent woman. And he, meaning my husband, would not want his daughters to go for the things that he tries to push out there because you want so much control. Um, I noticed this a while back with him because again he was incarcerated before and during all those years when he came home he was just out there living his life with no accountability and no responsibility because all of that was stripped and taken away from him from the age of 16 to the age of 30 and here we go again 
So again, as I said before, if you watch my YouTube channel, um, Wetlock Chronicles podcast, I explain how it takes a very, very strong person to deal with someone incarcerated because you are dealing with a lot of issues. You're dealing with a lot of issues within the person you're with that's incarcerated and it spills over onto you. Um, I have maintained a lot of peace. I have maintained a lot of happiness because I'm happy with myself. Um, I, I'm peaceful with myself. I meditate. I do things that I need to do for me. But I am a, in a relationship with someone. This is the person that I love. This is the person that I plan on spending the rest of my life with. And a lot of his issues spill onto my plate. Um... I don't like being unhappy. I don't like being sad. I don't like drama. I don't like chaos. I just want to be happy and peaceful. Um, And their baggage spills onto you because now not only are you trying to counsel yourself and give yourself these daily positive affirmations, now you have to do it with them and for them as well. And it be- it becomes a lot. It becomes a lot. You don't want to get lost in their shit. Because guess what? You are not supposed to do the time with them. You're supposed to be able to be there with them while they're going through this. But you shouldn't feel like you're literally a prisoner to a relationship because of the emotional and mental roller coaster. You have to find some kind of balance. Um, I have been doing really, really well with that up until a couple of weeks ago. And like I said, I do feel like it's growing pains. I do feel like sometimes my husband is it becomes very petty. Um, he likes to just do some shit to just get a rise out of me sometimes. I think every now and then he needs the drama in his life because he just has to have things shaken up a bit. You know, it's kind of like being a female who at some point wants her hair pulled at times, you know, wants the rough sex at times. You 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 still have to have that, but only on occasions, not all the time. You know, you don't want that all the time because then it becomes abusive. You know, it becomes abusive. The person is no longer caring about satisfying you and pleasing you and appeasing, you know, to your to your needs and, and your fantasies. They're just completely getting their rocks off the way they want to, how they want to. So it is very, the comparison is, is very, very similar. But, um, of course, you know, I sit back and I think about, couples who have been together for 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years. And this is just year going on year three for me. And considering the fact that he's incarcerated, you know, I think about what people go through in those long-term relationships, the up and downs that they really overcome um, wherever they might be financial, you know, infidelity. It's a lot of things that people who've been together, nobody's been together for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And it's been 100% just this amazing journey and ride. The good has definitely overwritten the bad for sure. Um, 
you find out that your relationship and the person that you spend a life your life with is worth it. There are so many factors that keep those relationships strong and keep them going. And I do feel like I do have that relationship. I am just really ready at this point for him to come home. It's a lot of stress and strain, um, you know, because he's incarcerated. It's a lot that we cannot do to help our relationship because he's incarcerated. Some days I don't even want to talk to this man, you know, and I never thought I would feel like that. But it's like the relationship now is getting real. We have left. The train has left the station. We are out of honeymoon phase. We are out the kissy, kissy, lovey, lovey, you know, real conversations and real issues hit because of all the things that he has going on in his life. I have baggage, but my baggage is, I think. I think my baggage comes from my me being headstrong. I think my baggage comes from me being a runner. I think my baggage comes from me being so independent for so long. Like I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, as far as financially, I, I have no kids. I don't come with that. Type. So my thinking versus his thinking it, I have my own baggage as well. I've had horrible relationships. I've had good relationships. Um, and a lot of that baggage comes on, comes, comes with me as well. So we both have baggage. Clearly his is way more heavier than mine, but, um, I have this love for him and this empathy for him because I know deep down inside that the way that he has lived his life, being incarcerated for 15 years at first, coming home for 10 years and going right back. I do know a lot about our lives are totally different. Our childhoods are different. You know, I grew up being a kid when I was supposed to be a kid. I wasn't put in adult situations. Um, I learned how to date. I learned, you know, what to do, what not to do. I learned how to have healthy conversations. I had choices that he never had um, growing up. So a lot of who he is, I understand it from a mental level, from a psychological level, then just this is who he is. You know, I look at his family. He has a great family, a very loving family, a very caring family, and it doesn't really reflect him. What reflect what he reflects is somebody who has grown up and been raised by the prison system. It is a lot. I am not going to sit here. I am not going to lie to you. I know some of you probably like, oh my God, girl, run. Or, you know, you need to just move on with your life. I'm going to say this. I am more happy than I am unhappy. Um, I believe in the universe. I believe in God. I believe where I am is, is where I'm supposed to be. I have a lot of faith. You know, I'm a very strong person. I'll never be in something that I cannot 100% fully deal with or just, just draining and sucking the life out of me. That will never happen. I have not reached that pinnacle. Um, and I pray that I don't. We have more good than we have bad. We laugh more than we are sad. This man, the... Damn near throughout the duration of our relationship, I have not shed a tear about. I have gotten upset 
where I have cried, excuse me, where I have cried, but deliberately hurting me and things like that. He's never done that. He's never done that. Um, I know he really loves me. The way he loves on me is very intense. It's very powerful. It's very strong. Without a shadow of a doubt, if I don't believe anything else, I know I believe that. So we are soldiering on. You know, like I said, being, him being incarcerated makes the relationship a lot more different and a lot more harder. So for all of the ladies out there who are in these shoes and going through these same relationships, just keep your head up. Try to be strong. Take care of you before anything else. Stand your ground, but communicate more than anything. Try to have healthy, healthy communication. And if it comes to a point where it just, you have exhausted everything and you can't keep going, do what you have to do. But these relationships are extremely difficult. They're not for the week. When you sign up for it, you better know it is not a walk in the park, skipping through fields of lilies and, you know, looking and playing with butterflies. It's none of that shit at all. Um, But that is all that I have, you know, as, as my topic, just how to become normal and of course, updates on him. He is doing okay. He's still working. Um, you know, he had an okay Father's Day. I did not do my visitation Monday. Unfortunately, I was going to try to go Sunday, but I really couldn't do it. You know, with like I said, Father's Day is hard for me. But um, outside of that, he's doing good. You know, we're trying to work through it. That's all we can do. What I do know is we love each other very, very hard. Um and unconditional and we're gonna do what we have to do we're going to be okay so if you don't want to do if you take anything else out of this page out of this book off, off of this part of the journey is that love will always win it might not always be good enough but for us love is gonna win we're, we're gonna make it through and that is all that I have, guys, for my topic of the day. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to Season 3, Episode 13. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. They say behind every man, there's a great woman, or in some cases, a crazy strong woman. These stories are about the women behind their incarcerated men. Some you may know, some you may not. This is her story. Her 
her story is about Shayana Jenkins. Shayana Jenkins is the former fiance of the late NFL New England Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez. But this isn't about Hernandez. This is about the woman who relentlessly tried to stand behind her man. Shayana Jenkins was born May 20th, 1989 in Bristol, Connecticut to Jody and Derek Jenkins. She has two siblings. She did her schooling at Bristol Central High School where she started dating her school's football star, Aaron Hernandez, who played as the tight end for the New England Patriots. In school, they had an on and off kind of relationship as Aaron began becoming a star whom dated many women and was unfaithful to her. In 2012, Aaron finally proposed to Shayana, who gave birth to their daughter on November 6, 2012, and started living together in Massachusetts. Hernandez and Jenkins were together for several years before his legal trouble started. The former tight end was arrested in 2013 for the murder of Odin Lloyd, a man dating Jenkins' sister. As he awaited trial, he was charged in connection with a fatal drive-by shooting also. Shayana Jenkins came to the media attention in 2013 after the arrest of her homicidal boyfriend, Aaron Hernandez, who killed Odin Lloyd, a semi-professional football player who was dating Shayana's sister, Shania. She appeared in court trial supporting Aaron with his, with his relatives and went against her sister, who was in support of Odin's family, which created a breach between the sisters. In the highly publicized trial of Hernandez, Shayana took the stand over several days testifying about the mysterious box that she was seen removing from the home, which prosecutors believe was the murder weapon. Shayana also testified that she couldn't remember where the dumpster was located where she disposed of the mysterious box. She later testified, quote, I believe I asked him at that point if he did, did it, and he said no, end quote, she said. The trial put a major wedge, major wedge between her and her sister, defending her man at all costs. Hernandez was convicted of Lloyd's murder and sentenced to life in prison. He was acquitted of the double homicide in 2017, but days later was found dead by suicide in his prison cell. He was 27 years old. The suicide note Aaron Hernandez wrote to his fiancée, Shayana Jenkins, was released publicly by Bristol County Superior Court. In the note, Hernandez wrote he indirectly told Jenkins his death was coming. Hernandez was found hanging in his cell early on the morning of April 19th and was pronounced dead shortly thereafter. A medical examiner ruled his death a suicide. Per WCVB, Hernandez left three suicide notes, one of which was written to Jenkins. The former New England Patriots tight end was serving a life sentence in prison without the possibility of parole for the 2013 murder of semi-professional football player Odin Lloyd at the time of his suicide. Nearly four years after the football player Aaron Hernandez's death, his fiancée and mother of his only child is still dealing with his downfall and his suicide in prison after being convicted of murder. Shayana Jenkins has had to rebuild her life and is now the mother of a second child, a daughter, 
whom she shares with a former football player and amateur boxer. But the former football player's life and death still haunts her to this day. But this isn't about the life and death of the former New England Patriots tight end turned murderer. This is about Shayana Jenkins, a mother, fiance, social media influencer, a strong woman who faced adversity in the public eye, who picked up the pieces and rebuilt her life after trying to protect, defend, and hold down her man until his death behind prison walls. I know I'm always asking you guys to sign up and become a Patreon. Well, for my next five new Patreons, I'll be giving away a few gifts. Now, this is kind of like playing roulette. You never know where the ball is going to land. So take a spin for a chance to win. A clean rituals bundle, which includes the essential essence and the complete serum. A $20 Starbucks gift card. Or an Amazon discount up to 80% off. 80% off, guys. Off any eligible products, which includes electronics and home and audio, kitchen and dining, beauty and grooming, patio, lawn, and garden care. Now, once you become a Patreon, you'll get a personal message from me detailing what you won and how to retrieve your winnings. Let's gamble. Now back to the show. Okay, guys. So today on a serious note, I have two questions for you guys. Now, again, if you guys are just now tuning in, I know if if you've been listening, let me go back. If you've been listening from the first episode up until now, on a serious note is where I get serious. I talk about serious facts, legal facts, um, just different things about jail and, and incarceration, the mental, the emotional. You know, I jump into a few laws and different things like that. So this is this is the segment where it gets serious. I have recently decided that I want more interaction with you amazing and wonderful subscribers, followers, and listeners. This is where I open the floor, as they say, for you to interact with me. I drop a few questions. I throw a poll, a question in there, here and there, um, so that we as a community can give each other advice. We can start a dialogue for people who go through what we go through, who are in the situation that we're in, that we can learn from. You know, you guys help me. I help you. Some of us help each other. This is what I wanted to start as a community of wives and girlfriends and fiancés, um, who are in relationships with people who are incarcerated. I hear a lot of times that a lot of stuff that I talk about, you guys go through with me, you've gone through before. So I know a lot of what I'm talking about is nothing new to some of you guys. Been there, done that, I'm quite sure. Um, and for some of you who are hard, who are newbies like myself, you know, you're really starting to realize how serious these relationships really, really are. Um, and the reason for this podcast was to chronicleize, that's my word, chronicleize 
the up and downs, the good, the bad, the ugly of these relationships to try to put a, a more positive spin on what happens within these relationships because we do hear the bad side. We do hear all the crazy things that go on um, in these relationships with someone who is incarcerated. So this is the part of the segment that I decided I wanted to turn it into something where we as a community could create a form, create dialogue, could create um, interacting with one another. So today on a serious note, one of the questions that I have that stems from my topic of the day is how long does it take for you to get back to normal after so much tension within your relationship? As I said earlier, it's extremely hard for me because I do not know how to just process. I don't know how to not process how I'm feeling or what's going on. I don't know how to act like something didn't happen or to put a band-aid on a gunshot wound or ignore the elephant in the room. It's extremely hard for me. Um, I do, know, do not know how to do that. And I believe by me not knowing how to do that, I really am in my feelings days later, even after the situation or the issue has taken place. My husband, on the other hand, he can snap his finger and everything is we're back we're back from the wizard of oz back to kansas with no problem i'm not built that way i am an aquarius emotionally i know how to turn on and turn off which means that i could be loving on you and be cool with you today and the moment you do something that i don't like or it's just too much i cannot even see you you are clear as glass to me but I don't know how to act like something didn't bother me or something didn't happen. So it is very hard for me to go back to normal. So what about you guys? How long does it take for you to get back to normal when there has been tension within the relationship? The next question, the most important question is can can you go so far down the rabbit hole that it is too hard to get out of? And the reason why I say this is a serious question, because you can get so far down in the rabbit hole of a relationship when it becomes toxic and irritating and all you're doing is going back and forth that you cannot Find the light. You cannot find the good in this relationship anymore. You're so far down the rabbit hole that you, it's ruined. It's ruined. It's the complete turn off. Um, nothing that you can do can make your feelings change. So do you know how to climb out that rabbit hole? I mean, if you get so far down, are you able to put in the work to come back out of that rabbit hole or do you feel like once you go so far down it's not even worth coming out of that rabbit hole so those are the two questions today for on a serious note you can find these questions at the end of this episode you can go to the spotify platform spotify for podcasts Pull up Wetlock Chronicles podcast and you will see the question of the day on there. Um, I might add a, a poll question on there as well, which would just simply be a yes or no um, answer. But interact with me, guys. Tell me what you think. Tell me how you deal with these things. We are a community. We are in this together um, because this is hard. This, this is not an easy relationship to be in. Um, 
And it's not talked about. It's not always talked about. That's why I love the fact that a lot of you guys reach out to me and tell me what this podcast means to you, how it has helped you, um, how, you know, it's giving you a voice or giving us a voice because this is a difficult relationship to be in. It is a lot that goes into these re- relationships are hard, period. They are work, but you have to work even harder. You have to work overtime. What does it say? Um, um, overwork and underpaid <laughs> when it comes to a prison relationship. So give me your feedback, guys. Tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. Again, this is our community. So on a serious note, it's for us. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me on episode 13 of season three. Now it's time to jump into our shout outs. want to shout out all of the amazing fathers for Father's Day, um, especially our incarcerated dads. Um, nothing but love and support coming from Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Um, I also want to thank my Caked by Rashida customers who really, really, really came through. Um, I did a lot of strawberry crunch cakes. That's like my number one top seller. Um, for 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 my bakery i did so many of those cakes for father's day so shout out to all of my cake by rashida customers i really really appreciate you guys um for constantly supporting supporting my business also i want to give a shout out to all of the daddy's girls out there who've lost a dad my heart goes out to you it is a difficult time for us um, like I said, I, I turn away from social media. It pains me to see all of these wonderful, um, posts and, and activities that people are doing with their dads and the lunches and the breakfast and the gifts and just things that have stopped for me over 11 years ago. So shout out to all of you daddies, girls that have lost a dad, um, my heart and my sympathy goes out to all of you. Another shout out to all of my new subscribers and followers. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I appreciate you guys. I promise I will not let you down because one thing about it, this man going to keep me with some content to keep bringing once a week. Um, Another shout out to all of you moms and wives and fiancés and girlfriends that jumped on the road to go visit these men, take these kids to go visit these men um, to to make their day special. Uh, like I said, I was not able to do the visitation um, on Monday, so I, I have not I have not been to visitation in two weeks. Um, Partly because we had a drama and I just didn't want to ruin our face-to-face visit. I had car service last week. 
Um, and this week was about his kids. So I kind of fell back a little bit, um, you know, to give him that or whatever. But I'll be at my regular schedule program timing next Monday. Um, we haven't seen each other in two weeks. It's a, it's it's time for that. I, I, I need to hug my man. I need to feel the love. I know he needs to feel the love from me too. Um, we got a lot of kissing and making up to do because it's been hard. It's been hard the past couple of weeks. Um, and like I said, we're, we're definitely trying, trying to get through it. It's just hard when he's away. It is so hard when he's away. Um, and that is all that I have. Oh, let me not forget one last major, major shout out. I want to shout out my niece, Loyalty. If you want to follow her, her Instagram is at it's I-T-Z Loyalty. She did her thing with my theme song. I am loving it. I'm getting so many great compliments and reviews about this song. Um, I can't stop listening to it. If you have not heard it, well, of course you've heard it. It's now added to the episode. But that is all that I have for the shout outs. Just shout out to all of you out there that continuously keep listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast. So much more to come. I am elevating this podcast uh, on the low in the background. I cannot wait to show you guys, you know, what all I have done when it's time for me to actually go visual with it. Um, I do do my little short vlog videos on the YouTube channel, Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, as well as on the Patreon platform. But again, thank you guys, all of you guys. Shout out to all of you guys for listening and supporting and passing the word on about Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Mwah. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Chronicles, YouTube Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. For merch, make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. And for my personal blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog, my personal Instagram and TikTok, Rashida the Brand, and my Instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand. Quick update, guys. New contact email is Rashida at wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. Um, again, let me plug myself. Let me plug myself. I have a bakery, Caked by Rashida. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Caked, C-A-K-E-D, by Rashida. Um, I do custom cakes. That's my specialty. I can pretty much create any kind of cake you could think of. I also do the typical, you know, standard cakes, red velvet, chocolate cake, um, German chocolate cake, 
pound cakes. Brand, I do everything. So if you're looking for that special cake for your birthday, your anniversary, um, whatever, follow me on Caked by Rashida. I am Atlanta-based. I do deliver. Let me know. I love creating. It is something that brings my heart a lot of joy. So check me out. I promise you, if I don't do anything right in life, those cakes I make are amazing. Um, I have my own natural hair care line. I am actually revamping that. So coming this actual fall, I should have everything back in order. Um, but I use the products myself. They help my hair grow. It's all for natural hair. It's natural oils, um, aloe, just different things that are even in your kitchen that you would not even know to mix together um, to maintain healthy looking hair, uh, growing hair. So when the fall comes, guys, I'll be dropping my new line um, of natural hair care. Like I said, I've been doing it for about two years now. Had to revamp some things, had to redo some the logo, structure some things. Um, and just be looking out for it. Just be looking out for it. Also, ladies, ladies out there, I am an ordained minister. I don't know if you guys know this. I have said it before a few times in previous episodes, but when you are ready to say I do to the love of your life, that man that you have been with, that you are holding down behind those prison walls, I am an ordained minister. I can actually perform these services for you guys. Not only can I not perform these services, but I am big on prayer. You know, if you need prayer, if you just want to have that spiritual conversation, if you need to be fed, as my friend aunts used to say, if you need your medicine, I am here. I am really here. I know I talk a lot of crazy stuff on here. I curse a little bit, you know, but I'm giving you my true, authentic, genuine self. Um, I still am a woman and a woman of God. And I am here for you if you need that service either way. But yes, I can actually marry you guys. So if you need more information or you're thinking about, you know, getting doing your vows or whatever, let me know. Just reach out to me to Rashida at Wetlock Chronicles Podcast.blog and um I will respond. I will definitely respond. Also, um I am almost to, I'm almost there getting everything I need to do for my home studio so I can really start recording live or pre-recording um the visual side of this podcast. I'm really excited about it. I am now I have now gotten out of my comfort zone where um I was very insecure about, you know, doing video. So I have been vlogging. I have been posting on my YouTube channel, Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. I have been posting on my website, Wetlock Chronicles podcast.blog and on Patreon. So I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I am trying to be more visual and I'm really, really loving it. The insecurities are still there a tad bit, but these are easy fixes. These are easy fixes. Um, I am more confident now in doing, you know, doing the videos. And as crazy as it sounds, as my cousin told me before, 
you know, it's so many celebrities that, you know, had insecurities, had things that they were not happy about themselves. And therefore, you know, they still got the bag. They still did what they needed to do um, to, to heighten their career, you know, to do what they love. And that's what I am doing. I am enjoying it. So yes, the visual is on the way. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I am working on some things to make sure everything is in order so that when I hit record, it will be 100% to perfection as I see to it. Um, I am almost to 6,500 plays, guys. Again, thank you so much for just listening. Like Every time I see these numbers, I'm just really in awe that I have so many people that really listen to me and really tune into me and really subscribe to me. It's an amazing feeling. Um, I can't really express how amazing it is. But when I listen to other podcasts and I see how far they've come and I see how many years they've been doing it, I can actually feel where they're coming from because I too am walking in those same shoes. So again, I tell you guys all the time how much I appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in and subscribing and following and sharing this podcast. I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you want to donate and support this podcast, you can cash out Wetlock Chronicles. Um, and that is all. That is all. Just again, shout out to my niece for that amazing theme song she put together. Um, I really, really love it. He loves it. And I mean, I cannot thank her enough. I cannot thank her enough. But that is all that I have on the updates, guys. And another thing. Yes, I have not been in my home studio recording. I have been using my phone, as you guys have heard earlier in the ad for Spotify for podcasters, even from my phone, it still sounds like I am in a studio. Um, It sounds amazing. It sounds great. So when I can't really um, go into my home studio, if I'm on the road, if I'm traveling, if I'm out of town, I can record straight from my phone. Um, I crashed my laptop, so I have to get a new laptop this weekend. Once I get my new laptop, I will be back up and running in my home studio. So again, thank you guys so much for bearing with me. Um, I don't know, even though if you can tell the difference in the sound, but of course I can. When you go from having top of the line equipment to going back to where you started, it's a major difference for you. But the love and the message is always still the same. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is season three, episode 13. It's been a fight. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. I've been for the long run, no money's ever lie. If you wanna run, just tell me no money and Clyde. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I bond about. Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't tryna find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever.
when we be 